Let's do this. Sam, why are you looking at pictures of pasta? I'm not. Oh. This is potato <laughs> chips. Like, oh, are you surfing the internet? Are you in your car or your house and looking for some cool entertainment for your ears? Call 555-555-5555. I'm looking at black pepper and lemon asiago dip. Back to the podcast. God damn it. We, we're never... We, we can't start a podcast. Now. Yeah. It's... It's good times with dungeon times. It's a hard Monday, everybody. Tweet your hard all, Monday thoughts at Curse I Thoughts. Think, listen, listen, listeners. I think we're all having a hard, a hard Monday. So it'd be just really great if you could take a second and just think. Sometimes the people I listen to and need content from, they have a hard Monday too, and that's okay. Wherever you are, I want you to just put your hand over your heart, close your eyes, and just. Shed a single tear if you're like capable. I feel, I feel a like palpitation. Yoga. Yeah. I need a shout out to Adderall because I don't have any. Honey, don't. <laughs> and I could really use Honey, some. Honey, no. <laughs> Wherever you are. Are we gonna do shout Mr. Rawl. Shout out to our number one Patreon subscriber. Adderall. Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop emailing us. Fiona, do you have a shout out? Yes. I've given you all my fan art. Um, I would like to shout out the like ice cube style gum, the grape one. <laughs> Thank you. What's going on? All right, we're ice all just cube gum. I like grape flavored gum. We're all just gonna get ourselves into the fetal position here, and we, <laughs> we invite you to do the same as you listen to this episode. Of our good, good pod, the I'm going to one. do my best to not do my very annoying silent laugh, and so far it is not going good. Okay, guys, what did it happen last time? We uh, ended talking about getting into the space, not spaceship, um, getting into Gajan's ship. But, like, where are we? We're on the ship, and then we just got Should off. We're in East Haven. Yeah, right? Yes. I'm just trying to give us some focus. I didn't get to listen to the podcast. I listened to it twice. Damn, I guess Fiona's game master by default. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Please no. Um. Yeah, you're on the speedboat headed back towards East Haven. Hell yeah. Is this a speedboat? It's, it's a magic it's boat. It's a speedy boat. boat. For all intents and purposes, yes. You're cruising you along, and there's dolphins and porpoises, porpoises and Intense. seagulls. Asiago. Yeah. Sia- an Asiago. Brangelo That's trans. A good fantasy animal. An Asiago. An Asiago. An Asiago. Very good. What do you transform into, Brangelo? Brangelo transforms into a pelican and sits on the helm and Hell yeah. just has a good old pelican time. Hello, Ken. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Hello. Ooh, I'm going to rummage. Is there like a locked cabin? You can rummage in my pelican beak. Gross. <laughs> There's a mackerel in there. Oh, yeah, the cabin's all open and stuff. I go into Godron's cabin. Yeah. I'm foraging. It's, there's a lot of silk and linen all over the place. Is it my, oh, I got a natural 20 for looting. What am I stealing? <laughs> oh, you find some... Uh, roll an intellect check. Or if you have, like, a knowledge history. Can I use my good roll that I just had? Well, yeah, you find some strange <laughs> artifacts. And you don't, you Fiona don't know. needs dice. Yeah, let's pause while we make dice noises. Paulette, 
You found a few strange-looking statues. Oh. Some are humanoid in figure, and you're not entirely sure what they are, hence the knowledge history role. They were tucked between Godron's mattresses. Okay, ew. Um, it's a ten. Um, you think they might have something to do with deity worship, although you're not sure which. Do I recognize any of the figures? Was no. that what the knowledge thing was? They look old as hell. I bring them out to Anton. Anton, do you, what are these? Do these look like anybody you know? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let me check. Let me get a closer look. That is a 19. Uh, one of them looks particularly angelic, like it might be representing a being from the, one of the outer planes. God, I forget the name of them, but, uh. Whatever. Yeah, one of the lawful ordered planes. Um, and the other one, you're not so sure. This is, this one's like a good guy, clearly, angelic. Paulette throws it over her shoulder. And, uh, this one, I don't know, the long <clears throat> body's really throwing me off. And uh, other than those, you just find some spare clothes, nothing really interesting. Okay, I put the two stat. I go pick up the one I threw, and I put the two statues in my in my cargo pocket. Where'd you find those? Oh, I was just rushing through Godwin's stuff. Can I come? Yeah, you can go look. All right, Anton goes. <laughs> yeah, you go into Godwin's room. There's a bed, a dresser full of clothes, clothes of a lot of different shapes and sizes. Okay. Anton disguises. Yeah, mm. Anton roots through uh, Godron's clothes. You find like a set, a little tunic that would fit a halfling. You find some very large, uh, like giant-sized clothes. All sorts of stuff. Hmm. A varying class. Class and size. Okay. Um, is there a bookshelf or any books? Nah. He ain't reading. This guy's lame. No diary? No nothing? <clears throat> Are we there yet? No, but we can play dress up. Okay. <laughs> um, there's plenty of provisions on the uh, ship. There's like a strange little ice chest that keeps replenishing itself after mm -hmm. each day. With what? all sorts of fresh food. How big is it? It's normal fridge size. Can I put it in my bag of holding? No, it doesn't seem to move. Oh. I'm gonna it's just give for it. Us to eat. I'm gonna give it a like a soft pat. You like, can put the food in your bag of holding. Hmm. Does it replenish right after we take food? Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I don't, I'm not that hungry. Saint Marcus, we can get this thing on wedge somehow. <laughs> yeah. You want me to burn it? No, that seems counterintuitive. Oh, that is a nice chest, isn't it? Marcus, setting things on fire doesn't always solve every problem. If we burn away the whole ship, all that's left is the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, we can just burn the ship. That's just like Anton said. Here, what happens if you kind of take your bag of holding and just start at the top and just, just kind of work your way down? Oh, no. Is, that, is my, like, is the gape that big as a hole? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess nice uh, use of the word gape. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take the bag and just like put it in the on the corner of the of yeah. the refrigerator and see what happens. The, Does anything happen? You get the gape of the bag over the corner of the fridge, <laughs> and that's saying. about it. Hmm. I don't know, Brangelo. Does this look like Does this look like it's gonna work for you? 
it doesn't look like it's gonna work for for me. <laughs> Wait, what if we put one bag of holding inside another bag of holding? Hmm. Then what happens? From somewhere on the ship, and you hear Anton yell, "Don't do it!" <laughs> you can try that, Brangelo. Don't no, do it. Open his I'm bag not of holding. I'm not doing it. He looks at Marcus expectantly. <laughs> Look. Brangelo. I've dabbled in black magic before, and I'm, I don't want to do this. You hear? <laughs> Put Brangelo's bag in Marcus's bag. Um, wow, Anton. Hey, Anton. What's up? Hey, y'all doing some magic tricks? <laughs> We're trying to fit stuff in these bags. Does that sound like a fun time to you? Yeah. I, I heard that if you put a bag inside another bag, you double the bag space. Right? I didn't go to school. Brangelo just like holds open his bag like anyone want to put a bag in here? Brangelo, your bag's beat up and smells like feet. Put it in Marcus's bag. I don't want to lose all my inventory possessions necessarily. So you do know. I don't know what I, you seem to be insinuating that maybe I'll lose everything that's in the bag. I don't know. Can you put a pocket? What if we put a bag of holding in the pocket dimension from the rope trick? Sure, try it. Then what happens? Well, then you have a bag in a pocket dimension. Look, Brangelo, I cut off a piece of rope and cast um, rope trick, and then the rope flies up while the boat speeds away. (laughs) 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 And once again, there is a rope trick hanging in the distance behind the boat. I say, see, this is is what our antics get us up to, Brangelo. Yeah, losing small pieces of rope a lot, I guess. Paulette comes out in some of the clothes that she stole from Godrin's thing. She's, hey, hey, what do you guys think? What do you guys think of my new look? What is? What do you look like? Um, I don't know what was in there. I've got like, I feel like I look like a ret- like a retiree. Mm-hmm. Like I'm wearing like a like a light colored linen caftan. I got like a big floppy hat on. Paulette, you smell like mothballs. Yeah, yeah. The clothes don't help either. You know, I take it back. You smell like moths. <laughs> I, you... I, lo- I look around in the clothes for moths. <laughs> One of them flies out of your sleeve. Aw. Grinch will cast speak with animals. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey there, little guy. Hi. <laughs> How's life been on this ship? It was great until she put the shirt on. It's, she smells terrible. Did you live in this shirt? Yes, I was eating it. Oh, I mean, what's stopping you now? I'm about to die. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, all right. It's it's about the end of my one-week lifespan. (laughs) Did you at least get to breed? Nope. All right, good talk. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Are we almost there? Can anyone see the horizon? Paul, I can't see over the edge of the bed. I don't know, Anton, can you, do you know how this boat works? It's about I a do. week. It's about a week until you finally get to the shores of East Haven. Uh, a much shorter trip this time than a month <laughs> that took you there. Yeah. Thank God, Tren. Oh, don't, don't give him that. I quit the podcast. <laughs> you, the ship seems to guide itself onto the dock. Onto the dock? Onto the dock. I love it. Into it just, the dock. It destroys the dock. <laughs> <laughs> People are running. Smash. <laughs> Millions of gold and property damages are incurred. 
We're back. Brangelo, why did you drive the boat into the dock? <laughs> I'm drunk. Guys, remember when we snuck into East Haven off of a boat with mm-hmm. Dickory in a barrel? Yeah. Look how far we've come. Yeah, now we're sneaking on to East Haven with a bug and some filthy clothes. A yeah, dead? and Dickory's our friend. Yeah. He's iffy. He's bug iffy. Yeah, I remember. Hey, should we see I if Dickory wants no, to like fool around with the barrel again or anything? Like fool. old uh, times? We should probably go look in Godwin's lab first. Yeah. Brangela, what you want to do with Dickory in your free time is your own choice. We love and support you. Well, we support you. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, the last of you steps off the boat, a little button appears on the hull. I'd absolutely push it. The boat crumples up into a little uh, cube and just appears in the palm of your hand. Like it hops up. Quietly put it in my pocket. Hey, where'd the boat go? It sank. <laughs> that was fast. Yeah, it's a bad I, did design. Did I see it? Dungeon Master, did I see it? Yeah, I'm going to do a cube. perception. It a nat 20. Um, 18. I got a... 19. If it's, it's a sleight of hand. Yeah, go ahead and roll. I got a 23. Uh, you all see this happen as it makes a very loud Michael Bay Transformer noise. <laughs> And crumples up into a cube. In fact, there are several onlookers just kind of mouths agape. <laughs> What's the matter? This. You never seen magic before? It's origami. Wow. Where'd you learn that, Paulette? Oh, wait. You pressed the button. Good yeah. job. Thank you. Uh, you a, mus- a mustachioed dwarf steps towards you, Paulette. My, what a fine vessel you have there. Before he can get too close, Anton, like, steps in front to block him. Oh, pardon me. Hey, who, I'm poking my head between Anton's legs. Who are you? I'm an acquirer of fancy trinkets. And I would very much like to procure your ship. How much? I believe I could, say, part with, how about 10,000 gold pieces? Right. Uh, can I... Paula's just looking at everyone. <laughs> can I roll, like, a knowledge check? You're trying to appraise the ship? I'm trying to see if I know this guy. Okay. If he's really a collector. Do an insight. It is... A 15. You, you know that there's some eccentric artist types in the city. You don't really recognize this guy, though. Okay. What, are you, what do I add to an appraisal roll? Um, I don't think that there is one. You would just roll insight. Okay. Oh, perfect. Uh, 25. How much is the boat worth? Way more than $10,000 gold. Is this, like... You're going to have to up that price there, buddy. Is this just the sea ship, or is this say, the same ship that travels in other planes and stuff? This is the just the sea ship. Okay. Yeah, the ship that travels to other planes is back in hell. Got it. Okay. Still. Ah, I see. All right. Best I could do is 25. No deal. Yeah, don't try to swindle me, buddy. Well, if you have a change of heart, drop by my gallery and we could talk business. And he gives you a card. I take it. Uh, It's Wallace Wumbly's collector of grand artifacts. Okay, I put it in my cargo shorts with the box. He's an art collector with his own museum and tax incentives. And he's lowballing me. Yeah, and he's got a black turtleneck hmm. on and a white hey, wig. Hey, Paulette, Paulette. What, Brangelo? Show him the orb. 
Oh, the old one. Hey, mister. Hey, mister. Oh, yeah. Do you want this? And Paulette takes the orb from the bug hive. It's like the size of a bowling ball out of her cargo shorts. Oh, and what might this artifact be? I've never seen anything like this. Um, it's like, uh, it's a crystal ball. Okay. And it was made by giant bugs in the underdark. Well, that is certainly interesting. Now, it being a crystal ball, I presume it would have some kind of effect once I place my hand upon it. You would assume that. It's in, it's inhabited by a ghost. Yeah, it once inhabited a whole hive mind. You can... Well, let me see. May I? For a f- small fee. Well... The ghost I- is shy. Well, that is quite a fanciful sphere you have there, though. With no active magic or effects, I'm afraid I am not interested. Well, what about this active magic and effects? And Brangela takes out some bug honey and just sort of, like, splatters a little bit on him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now touch it. Um, Now you touch it. (laughs) He's going to jump out of the way before you can splatter it on him. I say, excuse me. Is, um, do you want to try some bug honey? Sorry. I'm afraid it does not at all an enticing. So, well, what does it do? Here, here, I'll show you. Paulette takes some bug honey from Brangelo. And then she, she makes a really big deal out of putting her hand on the orb. As she starts to presumably gestate herself. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to clone myself the way Brangelo did. So are you just drinking the bug honey and touching the orb? Yeah. Okay. Um, Wait, you're... What's your What's your goal, though? You're are you trying to yourself? make him think that the orb clones people? Yeah. Roll a performance. Gladly. <laughs> it's a three. <laughs> um, it's oh, a five. No. Okay. I'd start puking a lot, presumably. You create a horrendous scene and filled with retching and just <laughs> guttural sounds as you God, not this again. <laughs> a form starts to appear out of the pile of your upheaval and eventually another Paulette is formed. Like sweating and panting, Paulette gestures to it and goes, ta-da! <laughs> my god! I quickly grab the new Paulette and stuff from my bag of holding. <laughs> Excuse me, what's that? That's all you get to see for free. (laughs) It's a very shy ghost. Well, that is an interesting minor illusion. It's not an illusion. Well. Did you see him put his hands around that Paulette? Tell you what. in his bag. The orb bullshit. Derivative. But this honey. (laughs) Get fucked. But this honey. I was... How much of this do you have? Mm, it's small batch. Artisanal. We have very little. We do have four bottles. Very no, I know little. We're lying. Okay. We, yeah. we don't. Half I will take all of them for eighty thousand gold pieces. Give him one. I guess we could pot with our last jar of bug honey for that much. It's all or nothing. I'm afraid. Yeah, that's all we got left. You said four. He didn't say that out loud. He said it to the table. Didn't you branch low? That's called I mean, table that, that talk. Was, that, that was table talk. Um, uh, well, what would you say for three jars of bug honey? I'm afraid I must have all of this. I Let's just say I am 
interested in exclusivity. Um, I don't know if that's a deal. Cool story, no dice. 100,000 for all four bottles. Oh, Let's go. Away. <laughs> Let's go, fam. Farewell. Come on, Brangelo. All right, coming. Going to Anton like tips his hat as he leaves. Don't even be polite. Minor, to him. the the most minor courtesy he can. So give. for Anton, basically like the equivalent of a middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> Are you headed back to Jeremy's Nuggets? Yeah, I am. Um, when you turn the corner on the fami- onto the familiar street, you see the Nugget Hut has finally been completed. Yay! Is it beautiful? Yeah. The the trim is spectacular. The colors are primary and glorious. It stands out spectacularly from the rest of the neighborhood. Uh, it towers over the neighboring homes. Uh, you see a complete observatory on the highest floor with a massive telescope jutting out from it. Beautiful. Clenchy is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> oh. Are there, any, are there any neighbors? Like, yeah, is anyone else admiring it? Yeah. You see uh, a form stapled to a door on the house next to Jeremy's Nuggets. Oh, what does it say? It's a neighborhood petition. <laughs> to, to, to remove that? To, oh, to, to remove the Nugget Hut. I thought you meant like a human form. Like there was someone stapled to a door. Oh, no. <laughs> like our half-elf <laughs> friend from the wall in the book. Um, I'm going to rip the petition down. Okay. It says, uh, Attention. This gaudy landmark in our beloved neighborhood must be removed as per the requirements of the East Haven Block 42 Neighborhood Association. Paulette turns it over. She scribbles out that. She turns it over and just writes, we love it, in quotes, and then marks the quote as being from everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And puts it back on the door. Okay. That's the third signature. Yep. No, no, no. That's like the back of it. Yeah. Like there are only two signatures on it. Yeah, I scroll. What, what do they say? They're just signed names. Who are they? Yeah, whose names are they? Ernie and Bert. <laughs> er, Ernie and Melta Grimble. Who are they? Ernie and Melta. Mm. <laughs> so kill them. Is there like a, kill is there like a, a, a city clerk's office where we can like figure out where they live? <laughs> like, this is so clearly <laughs> supposed to be a slum plot. Don't do this to Justin. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do that? I yeah. mean, roll an insight check. All right. Three. Well, five. But. Yeah, you don't know what <laughs> to do like, about I this. I think this is English. <laughs> you think that the people who made this petition and both signed it are the two people who live in this house. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> I'm going to go inside. Keeping up with the Joneses. Find Jeremy. Or okay. The Grimbles. Uh, you the Grimbles. <laughs> You walk inside Jeremy's Nugget Hut, and it is gorgeous. It's got, like, a large, rustic, and nicely decorated entryway. Uh, you see Tav in the corner playing a new piano. Um, Tav, is that a baby grand piano? Oh, that, yeah, it is. Are you getting lessons? Yeah, Benny bought this for me. Oh. Oh, Benny. Where's he giving out money from? Benny. Hey. Hey, you're back. I see you brought Tav a piano. Oh, I sure did. The little guy was bored stiff, and I remember how much he used to like playing piano. That's nice. What songs do you know, Tav? I learned the the little, little the little dog (laughs) song. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite song! It's about a little dog and he goes to the park. I thought you were going to start singing it just there. (laughs) No. 
I'm I'm too shy to sing. Tab, if you play, I'll sing along with you. Okay. Here we go. Uh, yeah. Things have been pretty good around here. Uh, Benny, who who oversaw the last part of this construction since Godwin's been gone? Wow, Anton, you have such a beautiful voice. Well, seeing as it's Jeremy's property, he's been kind of in charge of the whole thing, which I think is more than fair, and I've just been a helping hand around. Hey, where's Rowena? Uh, she's, uh, she's off teaching at the college. Oh, yeah. Has anybody been upstairs since Godron? Did he, like, say anything when he left? Well, he did give a note to Jeremy. Oh, good. Let's go find, like, I gotta go get that note. He's in hell. Oh, well, that ain't great. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Uh, you run up, you run into the kitchen where Jeremy is cooking away a batch of nugs. Jeremy, where's that note from Godron? The note? You mean the? So Godron told you about the note? Benny told me about the oh. note. Oh, well, we're not supposed to open this unless something terrible has happened. Yep, God- give it to us. Yeah, Godron's in oh, hell. Oh no. Yeah. It's well, everything's not okay. But what do we? Okay, here, here. And he opens a drawer and pulls out the note. I'm gonna read it. Alright, you rip open the seal and inside there is a letter that reads, Surely you haven't opened this unless a catastrophe of the highest caliber has taken place, meaning that an otherworldly matter requires my assiduous, assiduous attention, or worse yet, I have been momentarily disposed of. The rune at the bottom of this letter will allow you into my lab, and if you're coming back with a dangerous relic and I'm not around, it must be destroyed. And if things are really jacked up, locate the glass bell in a metal box attached to the wall and break it. And I mean if things are really fucked. Don't set me back this karmic favor for nothing. Godrin. Sounds like we just gotta go break some stuff in his lab. (laughs) (laughs) What is Uh, this easy? Are are you sure that's all it said, Paul? I read it out loud. Oh. Uh, you hear uh, you hear the door open and slam the front door, and uh, a familiar voice. Hello, everybody. Dickory. <laughs> Dickory, Dad's Hi. in hell. Do you want to come help? Oh hell, that sounds terrible. Um, I I only have fantastic news. What? Who, 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 do you get ask me? Guess what? Guess what? I mean, guess what? Guess what? What's going on? You're Are all... you pregnant? Oh, mm, very funny, Paula. <laughs> I have a girlfriend. Oh. Oh no! What's the name? Mm. Vanessa. She's she's pretty hot. She sounds fake. Oh, she. Yeah, did you meet her on the internet? Oh no, she's she's right here behind me, and in walks a knockout. Half elf woman, and uh, she puts her arm around Dickory. <laughs> I got a twenty-three insight. Is she into him? It would seem so. She is dressed in a shapely, flowing black dress that shimmers red, and she is just way too hot for Dickory. Out of his league, hey, ten times. Hey, Vanessa. Oh, hello. Are these your friends, Dickory? You could say that about us. 
Um, I mean, we may or may not have stored him in a container at one point. Yeah. As a group of people who at one point were after Dickory's fortune, would you say that's something we have in common with you? Oh, no. You see, we have that in common where we are both independently wealthy. Oh, is that so? I just... He is so charming. Oh, oh yes. Um, Vanessa, please meet my friends. And Oh, they're such rascals. The time with the barrel... Oh, you guys. I can't get <laughs> enough. I just love... Really? You want to go back in? Oh. We Dick- were actually just talking about that. <laughs> Dickory loves to tell his stories. And um, you like listening to them? Absolutely. Okay. Madam Vanessa, uh, pleased to make your acquaintance. Uh, forgive our ignorance. Um, what, 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 what's your background? What, what family are you of? What house? I'm from a long lineage uh, of nobles. My family is from an island down south. You've probably never heard of it. Well, we've been we've been places. What's it called? Um, Corinthus. Corinthians. Corinthus. <laughs> I don't know what you said. Me neither. <laughs> oh, we. Dickory, tell them how we met. Oh yes, we were, we were at a fancy cocktail dinner, a soiree of sorts for, for the owners <laughs> of shipping companies. You know, it's one of my. Boring obligations as the son of a nobleman, you know, but our eyes matched across the room and we've been in love ever since. Wow. You had me at hello, sweet Dickory. Well, this has been great. Well, it's visibly making faces like she's grossed out. She kisses him on the cheek and I want you all to make a perception. Oh, no. Ah! Ah! Oh, my God, that's 17. Six. Four. Six. <laughs> Uh, I was looking away. Anton, you're the only one who notice. Uh, you notice that Dickory's face gets a little paler. She's a succubus. When uh, when she kisses him. Oh. Or maybe a vamp vampire. <clears throat> Man. Hey, um, how long have y'all been dating? Oh, it's only been about. Oh, five days, but it feels like we've known each other a lifetime. It's incredible, this bond that we have. Oh, like, yes, it is, sweetie. You feel like you've lost years to your relationship? Oh, no, not at all. I'm more alive now than I ever have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, like, how many push-ups would you say you could have done before you met Vanessa? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I would insist that he not try to do push-ups. We save all the energy for later. Oh, that's, Vanessa, that's gross! Yeah, that's here. Oh. Anton and Tab are both children. Can I roll an insight to see if Corinthians is a real place? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Brandon might know that. That's good. That's a 19. You've never heard of it. It sounds like a place out of a book. <laughs> an old book. <laughs> can I, can I uh, touch... Um, you were you asking if you could touch Vanessa? No, no. <laughs> um, sorry, Dickory. I want, can I touch Dickory's hand to see if it's cold? Are you just going out to touch his hand? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it, you Is touch it, it it's cold? a little clammy. How does he react to that? Hello, Marcus. Sorry. <laughs> he, he like awkwardly thinks you're trying to shake his hand, but isn't really ready for it, so it just kind of like bumps into you, and it's just... A really bad interaction. Sorry, I just, that's, you know, it's what I do when I'm uh, saying hi to an old friend. So, so Vanessa, what brought you to East Haven? Oh, like I said, I'm part of a, 
I'm part of a family of nobles, and I met Diggory at this... Yeah, 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 but why were you there? You weren't there to meet Diggory. You didn't know he was going to be there, so why were you there? Oh, of course not. I was there representing my family in the trading guild. Oh, so you do that a lot? You go to a lot of places? Yes, I yeah. travel. Yeah, where you been? Oh, I've been all over. Any specifics? Too many to count. <laughs> You're a real gem, aren't you? <laughs> Dickory, honey, we're going to miss our party later. I have to go home and prepare. And Rachel's like, oh, hold on, I got, um, sorry, I gotta go. I gotta do some upstairs. And uh, he sneaks out up onto the roof, um, so that he can like see them when they're leaving. Okay. <laughs> gotta go. Bye, Rachel. <laughs> All right. Oh, he is a strange one. How funny. Come, honey, let's go. Uh, hey, hey, Dickory, maybe we could come later to this party you're having, because we haven't seen you in so long. When What's going on? Oh, um... You don't gotta... I, I kind of pull him aside and go, you don't gotta tell Vanessa. We'll be real quiet. Just, you know, we don't want to have all her friends and none of your friends. That can be so awkward. Oh, no, I'm actually quite looking forward to this, and I wish that you all could come, but it's fortunately a pretty exclusive event. Well, what, do you guys need security? Um... We could be bouncers. Possibly. I used to be a bouncer back in uh, wherever I'm from. Honey, honey, <laughs> let's go. For sure, a Brickashire. Dickory, I want to go. I need to. We need to get ready. Just tell us where it is. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, I'll I'll see you guys later. Dickory. She's uh she's quite needy, if you know what I mean. I don't, and I don't want to. Please. I'll see you later. God damn it. <clears throat> um. So as the two of them are leaving. From the roof, Brangelo is gonna try to discreetly cast um, Moonbeam um, <laughs> to engulf them both. What does that do? Um, that kills people, Brangelo. <laughs> yeah. It does, but he's he's hidden. It also does something else. Um, so you're hidden. He's I'm, not hidden. Yeah, I'm hidden. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, First, they Are you have to kill Dickory. No, they have to do a con save. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing? Just let him let him create. Let me, let me do my thing. You gotta let him create. Okay. And what what they get? Vanessa got a nineteen. Dickory got a seventeen. Fuck. Um. <laughs> then, they, then they're just gonna take some damage. Um. If 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 they did it, any uh, shapeshifters to reform. Okay. But I guess they're just going to take um, <laughs> six radiant damage. Uh, As you, a pillar of pink light engulfs them. You conjure a blistering hot ray of light from the sky that engulfs both Vanessa and Dickory as they're headed out of Jeremy's and they screech in pain. Make a stealth check. Oh, please fail. Oh, no! Oh, no! It's a grand failure. Uh, Dickory sees you when he looks up to see where the light came from and he's burning and blistering. Uh, his clothes are smoking and he's in visible pain. Brangelo, why? <laughs> oh, sorry. I um I slipped. Uh, I was trying to um, you know. Anton runs out the front door because like it's right in front of the shop. Yeah. Yeah. Anton runs out and goes, "Who's casting spells?" 
Charles! V- Vanessa whispers something into Dickory's ear, and he he cries a little bit and turns back and walks away with her. Send Yuri Turi. Yuri Turi! <laughs> yes! Oh, it smells horrible. <laughs> like burning flesh? No, like Brangelo. <laughs> what do you require, tiny boy? Go follow Dickory. Ah, yes, Dickory. <laughs> I know his scent well. I will tell him. And with a pop, Yuri Turi disappears. Okay. All right, you guys, let's go up to the lab. We'll worry about that idiot later. <laughs> Which one? Dickory. <laughs> or Brangelo. Both, but mo- we have to take we have to take Brangelo with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, you head upstairs up to the, the now fourth floor, and you go up the stairs, and all there are is a pair of large wooden doors at the top of the stairs. You have the letter in hand. I get the rune out. Yeah, the rune starts to glow as you put it up to the door and you hear a locking mechanism kind of shift around, gears spinning and all that and the doors swing open. Uh, Inside, you see an expansive space. It almost seems like it's too big to fit in Jeremy's giant nugget hut. Uh, There are charts and diagrams plastered on the walls of every subject that you can think of, ranging from math to anatomy. Is Mordred in there? Mordred's not in there, no. No. Not this time. Uh, There are books that are stacked precariously up to the ceiling that sway. Uh, There's a ladder in the center of the room that goes up several more floors to what you think is the observatory deck. Um, Is there a bell in sight? Yeah, what are we looking for? (laughs) Uh, so to the left... For a glass case. Yeah, to the left you immediately see there's a large series of pipes leading from the ceiling to what seems to be some kind of furnace appliance. Uh, and above the furnace is a sign that reads, Francis Carlyle's Item Undoer, TM. Uh, there's like a metal hatch and then a giant lever next to it. Item Undoer? Yeah. Should we should we put something in there? And then an on the opposite side, on the other wall, is a metal box. It's like a two foot by four foot metal box attached to the wall and is pretty nondescript. I am I'm gonna look in there. Wait, can I can I put the uh, boomerang rock in the item undoer? Don't you, waste it. What if it only does, works one time? The boomerang? No, oh, the, the item, item undoer. Oh. Well, we can't we can't put something important in the item undoer, otherwise we'll lose it. it. Like maybe the item undoer takes things effects away. Then what would we put in there to get Godrin back? I mean we might we might know. I think it's just a fun extra well, thing. No, we're supposed to destroy the amulet. Do we have it? You do have it. Oh Anton my has God. it. Anton, be an adult. <laughs> Take charge. Sorry, I feel like eating pasta. Don't put the rock in the stupid endure. I'm supposed to destroy this amulet. Oh. Brangelo puts a, his roll of toilet paper in the undoer and turns it on. You throw your toilet paper into the metal hatch and you pull the lever. The doors close and you hear a, lar- a loud whirring sound as if something's charging up and the door starts to glow red. And then you hear a loud chunk and a hiss. And the door opens back up and smoke pours out from it and there's nothing inside. All right. Pretty clear what this does. Okay, destroy the amulet. Is there a remove bubble machine in here anywhere? (laughs) Um, 
don't destroy the amulet. Anton, are you being tempted by power? <laughs> no, you big idiot. Are you going to go all shoot lightning out of your hands on us? What are you talking about? Wait, You're so the one that has the lightning powers. I am the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> Anton, what? Yeah, Anton, what will we do with it? Put it in the box. It's in the box. Well, what are you talking about? She's talking about putting the amulet in the box. Oh, the amulet's the already side. in the box. Yeah. It's on the, the other side, side of the wall? No, the amulet's in the safe box, like the lead box. That, that we have with us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's already in there. What would we do with it then? Well, what was the whole point of all of this if we were just going to destroy them? It wasn't that the whole... them in the universe. Yeah, the whole point of all the amulets was to destroy them the whole time. But why have us collect them one by one and not just destroy them all immediately? We are doing that. Yeah, did, hasn't he been doing that so far? No. Where are they then? Are they all in the box? I thought they were all in the box. No. Oh, okay. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm just still like a little bit confused by Brangelo's idiot plan from earlier. (laughs) So wait, there's a box in the room. On the other wall. On the other wall. Yes. What is that? I wanted to go look at it. I think that's the one with the bell in it. But we can look at it. Go. (laughs) Go get it, Paula. Um, Anton pulls the. Amulet, amulet out. Well, Anton casts Mage Hand and pulls the amulet out of his pocket or out of the box and puts it in the machine. You've placed it in the machine and the hatch closes. Mm-hmm. All that's left is to pull the lever. Anton pulls the lever. You pull the lever and it starts to whir again. Uh, this time the machine begins to shake violently and the whole house seems to tremble a little bit as it does. Uh, Eventually, you do hear a ding, like an oven bell. Like an easy bake. Yeah. Uh, and it, the machine cools down, uh, and this time a lot of smoke pours out the front when it opens. Mm-hmm. And inside, there isn't just ash. No muffin or anything? No muffin. <laughs> no good prize. Hey, Rangela, look! A treat! Ash? I don't eat this anymore. <laughs> I'm going to go open the other box. Okay. Wait, can, can I, like, touch the ash and see if there's anything in it? It's really hot. Touch the <laughs> ash, change your life. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I can take the hotness. Yeah, it's ashy. Wow, it's just gone, just like that. Is that a tiefling thing, Marcus? Just feeling ashes and hot coals? I mean, aren't you surprised that this thing used to be one of the worst things in the universe and now it's just ash? I mean, this machine seems pretty powerful. It seems like it sucked the life force out of, you know... Toilet paper? Some toilet paper, yes. And also this amulet. Hmm. Wow. I love magic. (laughs) Guys, I'm psyched that we're in Godwin's lab. Look at all this shit. Don't touch anything, Brangelo. Brangelo starts touching everything. (laughs) Well, it's opening the box on the other wall. Uh, You open up the box, and inside you see it's kind of like a fire extinguisher housing um inside of the metal box is a another glass box with a label above that reads break in case of emergency and inside the glass box is a glass bell hey guys this is the bell that the letter talks about do we need to use it now i mean do we have another way to get godron out of hell Mm. like what's the word what's the bad thing that what's worse than what's now well we could just do bad things until we go to hell we could go 
you know, we could, you know, practice adultery and... Anton walks over and breaks the glass. <laughs> How do you break it? Uh, I pull out a dagger and I use the butt of the dagger to, like, smash it. You punch through the glass and then yeah. hit the glass bell just because it's all fucking glass. Uh, and as you smash the bell, you hear a loud... Like, it's not loud, like, deafening, but just a, a ringing fills the room. And it seems to linger for a couple of minutes before it eventually fades away. Rachel's just kind of walking around the perimeter of the room, just touching things at random. You're picking up beakers and just moving documents around. Okay, mm. well, what did that do? Does anybody feel different? Yeah, you, you feel my hand up. is full of glass. Yeah. You guys are really <laughs> stupid today. <laughs> Well, you do. You punched a glass box. You feel kind of strange as the vibrations from the ring seems to kind of like it seems to permeate your entire being. I call downstairs to Benny. Hey, yeah. Be- Benny. Yeah. Did you? F- is anything weird down there? Did it, you feel anything just now? Yeah, I heard something break. Are you okay? I'm yeah. fine. Hey, Tav, you have perfect pitch, right? Yeah. What what note would you say that tone was? I didn't hear anything. Oh, that's weird. Wait, Benny, you didn't hear anything either? I heard the glass break. Did you hear like some sort of ping or a pong, perhaps? No. What would that What would that have done? Maybe we're in another universe now. Maybe we can't trust anyone. Maybe we're dead. Um, we could be dead. Benny, is this hell? Uh, I hope not. It Hi. seems pretty all right for hell. Paula, you still have those, um, what are they called, fetishes? <laughs> That's my personal business, Anton, and I will thank you to not no, talk about statues. that. statues! Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got those. Pull out the nice-looking one, not the long one. <laughs> Paula pulls out the not-long Furby statue. Um, well, this one seems to have, like, a faint glow to it. That it didn't before, and so does the other one for that matter. Paulette whispers at it, and she says, Hello? Uh, you hear nothing in response. It's as close as Paulette gets to whisper. <laughs> oh, Brangel gets out his walker talker? Yeah. Godrin? Hey, Godrin? Nothing but static. Anton, hey, why? Anyone, can anyone hear me through this walker talker? He just kind of scans all frequencies, I guess. Anton, I why is this work. glowing? Godrin did mention that it was a, a fever. Oh, god damn it. Do you know who I bet would know what this is? Who? That fucking lowballing dwarf. Dead boy? Does anyone know any necromancers? No, Brangelo. Not on For this the last plane. time! I mean, oh yeah, Mordred's dead. Wait, which dwarf are we talking about? Grungler. Pro- no, we're not talking about Grungler. <laughs> the one who approached us, wanted to buy Godron's boat, and then wanted to buy all the bug honey. Oh. Can we just go to a church? There's like 500 in this town. Anton, you're always trying to get us to go to church. It's okay. never going to happen. Anton, I'm not going to go to church. I'm going to go talk to that little asshole. Okay. You, we'll split up. So you I go. To, which, which one of these doofuses do you want? And I gestured it. I Anton. can't go to church. Why I'm not? not allowed on the grounds. What happens if you go on there? I don't want to know. That was one of the big rules. Wait. You know, <sighs> what are we doing in church? Marcus, looks like we're going to church. 
Wait, why are we going to Jersey? <laughs> no, you guys are going. You guys are going. You'll take one statue. We're going to Wallace One, please. Yeah. Oh, Anton, you uh, that little necklace that Karen gave to you. Yeah. It's also glowing. Oh. Uh, Anton like looks down at his shirt, sees it's glowing, and pulls out his sigil. Oh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Uh, is something's wrong? This is all. I mean, obviously something's wrong, but something must be really wrong. Does Yuri Terry know what's going on? Yuri Terry's tailing oh. Dickory. Maybe Dickory's new girlfriend knows what's going on. Well, I'm pretty Vanessa? sure. I'm pretty sure this has to do with the bell, Marcus. <laughs> well, Vanessa said that she was from a fictional place that was from Lovers in Castles number seven. <laughs> She's a liar. And her dress was gaudy. Yeah. Are you done? Yes, my hand hurts. <laughs> okay, well, we think the church might know what this is, and we think that the Wimbles might know what this is. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, Got any other ideas? No. No. All right, Marcus, let's go to church. Okay. All right, Anton, I guess we're going to visit asshole McPee Pants. Just let me do the talking, Brangelo. All right. And don't moonlight anyone. <laughs> Fine, you don't got to tell me twice. Uh, Apparently we have to tell you once. I don't know, I guess hurting Dickory is just kind of my thing. 